The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. Right now that time, 8.16 on this Friday morning, today the 24th of February. And this morning we are joined by lawmakers who represent the Rutherford County area. And in studio with us this morning, we have State Representative Dr. Brian Terry, Mike Sparks, and also with us, Tim Rudd. How are all of y'all doing this morning? Doing well. Doing good. Doing great. Thank you. Uh, it has been a uh, interesting week. I know Tennessee has made national news with some of the bills like house bill and senate bill one and also bill nine so tell us a little bit about that because it seems like everybody's reporting on those two bills well the uh, we've got uh you referring to the transgender well the bill one is uh to deal with uh, no surgery when we found out vanderbilt was uh, doing treatment for minors um it would outlaw in Tennessee any uh, surgery to change a child's sex until they're 18, then they can decide on their own what they want to do. So, uh, because uh, if you cut body parts off a child, it's irreversible, and it's really, uh, in my personal opinion, it's child abuse um, because the they can get treatment and emotional treatment for that until they're 18, adult, and then they can make their own decision. But uh, to physically alter a child's body. Um, is just beyond cruel to me, and uh, that's what that bill would outlaw. We also have uh, Representative Doggett has, um, and uh, Todd have bills that deal with um, uh, obscene behavior at uh, public uh, events for um, um, drag, drag like drag queen, and all that. If they're if they're displaying uh, sexual content or nudity or anything like that, it would have to be inside an establishment that's already. Um, uh, that restricts uh, people under 18 from going there, uh, like where alcohol served or something. Or you'd have to, in some counties, they have a board set up, and you would have to get a permit on the, in those counties that have boards for those establishments. Um, and then um, I'm carrying uh, Speaker Sexton's bill that states that um, for children and adults, uh, especially targeted adults on 10 care, there's three MCOs. Uh, insurance companies that handle TenCare that you cannot use Tennessee tax dollars for um, transgender surgery and treatment other than through counseling. Now, I know that the whole surgery issue um, dealing with transgender issues and uh, those who are one sex, but they say they relate to another. A lot of that came to light here in Murfreesboro a couple of weeks ago when there was a protest held on the Civic Plaza, and it was focused on those surgeries being performed. And I know a, a lady spoke on the Civic Plaza about how she started that hormone therapy process when she was about 13 or 14, and then I believe had her breast removed when she was 16. Uh, but a lot of that, I don't think a lot of folks knew that that was actually happening, that surgeries on minors were actually taking place at places like Vanderbilt. Yeah. Well, I, well, well, I, I didn't know well, either. Yeah, you me, can, me, Dr. Me, Terry can go into it more. It's, yeah, let me tell you a little bit of history. And that was that was Chloe that, that came and spoke. And I think, um, so for several years, there have been bills that have been floated up there. And this, this is a background of kind of what, what, what has gone on. 
uh, about putting some regulations around what could or could not be done, couldn't do surgeries, certain stricter regulations if they did hormones or anything like that. And there were probably, for the last three or four years, had those type of bills and they uh, it, they just didn't didn't pass. They, you know, got, got attention and thought, well, you know, there's something to those. But every time one of those bills came up there, I'm going to tell you, me personally, it, I, there were three different, um, I guess, lobbyists um, who I don't think that they knew, but they told me that these type of surgeries were not being done. And this was three different lobbyists, and I don't, I don't think they knew that they were being done. And so when it came to light that, oh, actually, yeah, they have been, uh, been done, I think that changed the narrative and, and the um, desire for the, the General Assembly to act on behalf of those, those children. Chloe, uh, you know, she, um, she said that, um, I guess growing up, she was, had some gender dysphoria and was, uh, she felt like she, when she went to her uh, doctor, they just like automatically pushed her in that direction. And by the time she realized that this isn't what she wants. She, you know, detransition or, or, or desist is what it's called. Uh, it was too late. She'd already had life-altering surgeries. She'd had been on hormones for a while. That's you know changed her appearance. Changed. We had some other folks that came up and testified on that. And uh, you know, there's a pretty good uh, amount of people that that when they're in those situations, they will desist or you know or or just want to go back and detransition. And it's just a matter of time. And I think one of the things that people need to understand is, like, I mean, even like legislators, when somebody makes a decision and they're, they're afraid to go back and say, well, uh, I've changed my mind. Well, think about teenagers in that situation. And, you know, they're kind of, uh, you know, very uh, impressionable and peer pressure is huge. And then they think, well, maybe I'm not who I am. They have this dysphoria, and they go in there, and a doctor who has authority, you know, uh, that white coat says, yeah, let's let's do this. And all of a sudden, their parents have paid all this money, and now all of a sudden, they feel like they're committed that they have to do this, even though they're still, maybe I'm not going to. And then they may grow out of it and do what's called, you know, de desist or, or uh, at that point in time. And so that bill is to give those kids time to when they're 18 and and be able to think about it and then um, you know they can make that decision on their own so assuming this bill is signed into law it, it seems like we could just take a look back at, at, at history and say well you know you have to be at least 18 to simply have a tattoo uh, so there's more restrictions around tattoos right now for teenagers and children than there are around going as far as changing your sex yeah and actually a few years ago there was a bill dealing with tanning beds and so there was more yeah, restrictions on tanning beds it's be 18 to yeah. use I, a tanning bed yeah right? I, I can't remember what that the age is but yeah there's restrictions on that so so it, assuming this is signed into law the aclu has already stated that they're going to file some type of lawsuit or something against the state suggesting that well, these types of treatment are the only known types of treatment that work for teenagers who may relate to the opposite sex of how they were biologically born. 
You know, are, you, are you surprised about the ACLU? I'm not surprised. It didn't yeah. shock me. Just look at all the issues they, they stand for. I, I'm curious, against. when ACLU says, hey, we're going to file suit against the state for this, this, or this, does that actually happen? Do they follow through? <laughs> and if so, has it ever had any real repercussions in the last couple about of years? About a third of the time they follow through, two-thirds of the time they don't. And I would probably say 75 to 80 percent of the time they file suit, it's um, – goes nowhere yeah the, it's they, appealed and they lose yeah there was a um actually um that they had an aclu attorney came and testified in the health subcommittee and they've sued on several um bills i think arkansas maybe alabama um that are similar to this and georgia that, and they've um and this bill's a little bit different than some of those others and so, um, you know, according to, you know, the legal services, they feel pretty good about where this bill is and that it's uh, probably in a stronger place than maybe some of the other uh, states. Did, did you ever think we would have to look at bills like this at the state level? What do you think, Scott? I mean, me personally, <laughs> yeah. looking back, I, I never, you know, Man, 20 it's like, years ago, I wouldn't we're imagine like this was the Matrix something. or something. I was talking to Jay Reedy, who sits beside me, and Jay's a rancher and just a just a, a, a great guy. And I was telling Jay, I said, "Man, do you believe we're talking about these things?" And I was thinking about uh, former Representative John Bragg, and I was thinking about Ned Ray McCorder, and thinking about Alexander and Reagan, and think, "Man, what would they think? The where the country? There's an agenda. Let's face it. There's an agenda that's going on." I, I can't wrap my head around it, um, but I want to applaud. You brought up the, uh, I think, Brian, I don't know if it was, it was Hannah Faulkner, I think, that helped lead, lead that. Cause she was on the air with us, what, six weeks ago. She was just right. 15 years old. Um, hats off to Hannah for, for helping to lead that. But um, you had testimony from the little girl. Was it Cole? Chloe? Chloe, you yeah. know. Um, but churches need to start standing up against this kind of stuff. Uh, but my hat's off. I mean, they these guys have taken the the bullets on this issue it doesn't come through the committees i'm on so hats off to representative rudd and terry and uh, our leader lambert as well as representative todd for for taking the bullets on this on this issue so uh, on the on the subject of drag shows i guess it's house bill 009 and senate bill uh, were there issues that had recently come up that made somebody want to push forward this type of bill yeah i, th I think uh, so chris todd it was his bill and um he's what, where's jackson, jackson? Uh, they had an issue in, similar to ours yeah, yeah and so i think that kind of spurred him to uh, put forth some legislation and uh, my understanding that i mean the that they've got the language pretty pretty tight i know there's a lot of folks out there that go you know back and forth and, and of course any bill that we have there may be unintended consequences or there may be some loophole or, or something that you know about a third of the bills that we do are what are called cleanup bills but i would encourage anybody that has uh that really wants to understand that bill uh go back and watch the video on the house floor and uh watch one of the state representatives by the name of gino bolso he is uh, an attorney, and he gets up there, and he provided a really good breakdown of what the bill does and what it does not do, and particularly as it relates to the Supreme Court. Um, yeah. And so I, I would highly encourage people to take a look at that. Now, I know here in Murfreesboro, the city has voiced concern over Pride, Borough Pride Day, which was held at Cannonsburg this past year, where there was a drag show type event, and uh, there were some complaints where people were saying 
these drag show participants were dancing in provocative ways with children right there on stage even is, is what one report said um so this bill dealing with drag shows and all of that is it tied also to murphy's bro i mean were did some of that input go into this proposed bill well it's my understanding of course uh, chris todd sponsoring it from jackson he had a they had a similar event here that happened here there's been other events um around the state that all happened last year it's like they all just suddenly got organized and it's not the fact that they have a uh, drag drag shows they've had those for years vaudeville and everything else it's it's the sexual uh grinding and other things on stage in front of children that was objected so and they they're promoted as family 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 friendly events and they do this when the kids get there so we're saying we're not saying you can't do that you just have to do it with a permit or you have to do it inside you have to do it in non-public areas so children can't be exposed if you go beyond a certain limit and uh, that they're trying to protect children here you know dr terry said something earlier about these bills that there were bills attempted to head this off years ago um, about transgender surgeries and all this we we often run into that we hear things happen in other states that where rights are being violated or government is violating rights or or the citizens rights are being violated we attempt to pass surgery up uh, surgery we attempt to pass legislation here before it happens in tennessee and every time we do that well aren't we inventing a problem is it not a problem here yet well that we want to protect people before they're damaged before they're hurt and we run into that problem all the time when we try to head the problem off when it's happening in other states and if we had just passed this years ago we wouldn't be talking about this now and no children would ever have been harmed of course people's attention span has shrunk i mean it's gotten smaller and smaller over the years and i think social media has something to do with that but we live in this you know five second soundbite world where we don't hear the full story we don't hear the full bill so i think often there are a lot of you know eggs thrown towards the government without maybe fully knowing and understanding okay well this bill says this this and this not just this one sentence yeah you are correct on that and that's um you know whether it's twitter or facebook and and people just you know it's it's often just yeah i say first order logic you know it's a you know what can you get in the in the soundbite and what what's catchy and uh people will anchor to that and uh, then you know they'll attack or and it's just kind of like a feeding frenzy at that point in time when a lot of them haven't even you know don't read haven't read the bill or ha- don't understand all the issue and and that's one of our jobs is trying to help explain what exactly is is going on and but it that it's it's more it's uh, it's easier said than done to explain they often say if you're explaining you're losing uh, the argument because uh, a lot of people just it's that the soundbite that people. Uh, well, you know, hats off to Craig Tindall, the city manager and the Murfreesboro City Council, Shane McFarland, for, for standing up on this. Because, you know, there's re- I mean, people don't see the things that we see. There's a lot of hate. They talk about hate. You know, I had um, Antifa in front of my house, what, four years ago, um, protesting. And he- here's what's interesting. It's got, see, these people are being paid. They're being paid. Um and they're out there. I mean, it, it kind of freaked my wife out. I happened to be, I was in California with General Haston of all places. Only time I'd ever flew out to California in one of them, what, C-19, C-whatever that big, huge cargo plane is. And um, 
she called me because I'd already been warned. That I already had an attorney said, dude, you, you got a bullet on you. got a bullseye on you, man. He's, you've talked about history. you talked about Nathan Bedford. you talked about these things. He said, you need to be careful. Next night is when they showed up at my house. And they're, they're paid. And here's what's interesting, Scott. They never emailed my office. None of them. None of them ever called. None of them set up a meeting. And um, they're paid. And I remember my sister confronted them. She, she was living next door at the time at my mom's house. And the guy said, and he's, she said he was polite. And um, she, she, the guy said, ma'am, we'll be out of here in just five minutes. You know, woke up all my neighbors and all. But um, I think it happened to Sam Whitson, too. I think that same night, I think they went to his house. But um, but this is, I mean, some, we're in some some terrible times. People don't see it. And you look at the agenda. Look at the Super Bowl. I mean, that stuff not make you sick. It makes me sick. There's an agenda to just, I think, it, I don't know if it's where it's coming from, but it is. It is some dark stuff that we're that we're seeing, and even if you're not a Christian, you ought to look and say, "Man, that's pretty dark." Watch that Matt Walsh documentary, the, the making of um, the what's it called, the making of or what is a woman? Watch that documentary. That'll that'll freak you out right there. Again, with us this morning, State Representatives Mike Sparks, Tim Rudd, and Brian Terry. Uh, another bill that I heard a little bit more about, I guess, it was yesterday, was dealing with. The public notice section in newspapers and understand that banks or the banking industry they're trying to change it a little bit to where the banks run the public notices for auctions and stuff for property that's not properly paid for or there's taxes there's liens against it but the banks are wanting to post those public notices on their own websites instead of newspapers what's going to happen with all of that because from what i hear if public notices go away in the newspaper the newspaper industry will probably fail for the most part at least most newspapers around the nation well you know i brought this up at the chamber of the day and it's no disrespect to um to the chamber or the uh, scott broden with uh day news journal Gannett, but you know it's it's down to like scott he's the only one there and i asked i said who's here with for the media and there was no one there and I mean, we we had dialogue like we're having here about solutions, and uh, Mayor Carr spoke, others spoke, and there's no one covering it. Uh, Dave Gold, who owns a Murfreesboro Post, well, Main Street Media, he come by the office the other day, and we we were talking. He was about that uh, speaking about that bill, but I was kidding him. Is he crazy? He bought out another newspaper, so I I think I mentioned on Facebook, hey, you crazy? And I want to make sure he didn't get offended, but you know, he's an entrepreneur taking that risk, putting it out there. Um, you know, I voted against that bill years ago, and I told them to do the third the third notice online, create a website, and they didn't want to do it at the time. And I voted with the newspapers. But um, uh, there needs to be access to the general public. Whether it, the, the catch, though, if you're charging for the newspaper, the newspaper, needs, in my opinion, needs to be free to the public. You shouldn't have to buy the paper to get the notice. You know what I mean? So I think their argument is going to be if it's online, uh, then you're not paying for it online. But the rural areas, there's some areas that don't have broadband. They don't have internet, believe in, you know, in the East Tennessee and areas of West Tennessee. So, so Mike, I don't mean to interrupt, but if you look at it that way, it seems like if you look back, that public notice section has been illegal for years if there's a law requiring you to specifically buy an ad in the local I'm not saying newspaper. buy an ad, I'm saying buy, a news, buy the newspaper. Right, right, it. but I'm, I'm saying... Those laws surrounding, you know, whenever there's a, a lien on a property that has to be auctioned off by the county, by the city, or, or so forth, yeah, they have to, by law, publicly put it out 
yeah, in the, a public notice section, such yeah. as in the newspaper. But why wouldn't you say, well, you can open this up to any media you want to? Oh, I agree. I talked to uh, the banks about that. Amy, Amy passed. I'm on the banking committee, and she had walked by, and I brought it up to, to her. I said, why not? And I asked about a hybrid. Maybe we do something with the radio. Maybe the papers are dropped off at the radio, and you all have a morning segment or an evening segment where you – Go but through some of these. Take air time. They'd have to pay. For well, I, that's I know, and it's got to be. I don't want to like, do okay, that. Mike. What else can you do to to you know where where it's it is? It's more. You're more transparent, not less transparent. Because not everybody's buying the Murfreesboro Post uh, or Gannett. Not everybody's listening to GNS. Uh, for that matter, but here, here's what we need to see. Well, is, what are you talking about? Uh, well, I think, <laughs> well, but here's what we got to see. You know, I'm going back and learning communication. Man, we've lost 2,000 newspapers the past 15 years. You don't want the oligopoly of the media. There's, what, five players controlling all the 90% of the media. I don't want all my news from CNN or, or Fox. I mean, I want, I want local news, someone covering the basketball game, someone covering the school board, uh, someone covering, you know, maybe Dr. Terry's legislation or something like that. But as a, as a society, I'm telling you, it's it's a threat to democracy. It really is because I don't trust I don't trust corporate media. Do you trust them? I you, you know no. Just well, be honest. You don't trust corporate I, media. I, think, I don't. I think it depends. You know what they're reporting on because you could look at one story and it's one hundred percent accurate no matter how you cut it. Then you look you at know. another and it's slanted a totally different way oh, depending most of on it's slanted, who wrote it, who produced it. I mean, most there's just so much slanted. to it. It really is. And that and that's uh, to your point. Um, yeah, I guess Congress and uh, the legacy media have the lowest approval ratings. Yes, and and you know media is uh, it gives is, us hope. Is it? Okay, but media is uh, it's, <laughs> our approval it, it, is better. The disapproval is at an all time high, or you say the approval is at all time low. Uh, for the, uh, but to you, you guys credit WGNS. I mean, every morning I usually get up, get a cup of coffee, go through my emails, and and check news, and the first website i check is y'all's because it's actually has accurate stuff that that uh is is pertinent out there and i you know and i don't want to lose that i i i think that it's a valuable commodity to our i mean you know to our yeah to, to our community and um you know if if we're going down this road where i mean social media is you know it's even though it has the word media in it i mean let's be honest it's it's dramatic it's to get clicks it's not necessarily true at all i mean i can tell you i've you know i'm in the rooms up there with some of these discussions going on then you come out and social media is saying this happened or the news is saying this happened and i'm like i was in that room and that's none of that none of that occurred and that goes back to that scary thing of the attention span of people today because they look at social media and they read one sentence and they assume that's the whole story because that's well, what their attention span Man, let me, is able let me to tell take you, in. I, I've been dealing with this crap for years, and this is why. What's this? Is what made me go back to school and learn journalism? I mean, I've seen them. It's fake. Fake. There is fake news. It's fake news locally. I remember one time I was at a, I was at a school board meeting, and uh, and I brought up they were this guy was hammering Jim Jim Tracy, and I was new. I mean, he was it was he was being so rude to Jim, and it really bothered me. You know, just like if they were doing someone doing that to you, and I just asked them. TA guy and I already asked, said, we're talking about funding. He was like, you know nothing about education to Jim Tracy. And I said, well, you know, I just watched our school superintendent get a $25,000 pay raise, and we were going to lay off county employees when I was a county commissioner. And they got all mad at me, you know, for asking the question. 
Well, Jim didn't, but the but the, the guy did. The teachers didn't. The teachers, they started smiling. You know what the headline was the next day? No telling. It said, Sparks Lips Sinks Teachers. Had nothing to do with teachers. And fortunately, Vicki, who sadly has passed away, the mayor assistant at the time, and she, she, she knew the real story. She said, thank you for speaking up for county employees. Because we literally... We're going to lay off. The budget was so tight, we're going to lay off county employees. And the first one will be the guy at Solid Waste. It, it'll, be, it'll be the lowest man that gets, or woman gets elect, that gets uh, let go. And we gave the top guy 25000 Well, it was the school board at the time. And the head, I seen that fake news. I was, the day of election, they put me on the, on the front cover, tried to paint me as a, Islamophobic and homophobic. But here's where, and I knew what, I knew what they were doing. It was it was DNJ, and I quoted Dr. King where he said, "Our lives begin to end when we become silent about the things that matter." Remember, this is the primary. The next day, I'm on the front page. They put all that hate card on me, and I said, "Go read Genesis 50 verse 20, which is what Joseph told his brothers: What you meant for evil, God meant for good." I jumped 20 percentage points. I come in at 80 percent. So what they meant for evil, literally, God meant for good. But I've seen this stuff, man. That's why that's why I applaud the Murfreesboro Post and Main Street Media. Now, people argue free market. I don't, I don't understand the free market, but we what we need to do as a society, local, buy an ad for the Murfreesboro Post, subscribe to the Murfreesboro Post, give these reporters encouragement when you see them, because I'm telling you, you don't want corporate stuff, because small businesses are already going away. I mean, they're already going away, but this is an issue. This may be one of the most important issues, in my opinion, than anything else out there, but no one is really is really seeing it in my opinion well we will talk more about that and uh, other subjects and bills in just a second time right now 8 41 you're listening to wgns again on this friday morning here at music world and drummers den we've got the best drum and percussion brands in the world ludwig gretsch pearl yamaha zildjian minor dw we've got a great lesson program for guitar bass drums piano and more hi this is dave kivaniming Give us a call, 615-893-4242 to get started. Music World and Drummer's Den in Murfreesboro, 2762 South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas's Restaurant. With cold and flu season here, nothing helps my family more than having the Demas's baked chicken and rice soup. It was a soup that was created by my grandmother, and we not only sell it by the cup, but we also sell it by the quart, by the half gallon, and by the gallon. So stop by anytime today and bring soup to your family that may be sick or a friend that's in sick, or just to enjoy it just because it tastes so good. Demas's Restaurant. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good morning. THP is behind a stalled car on 24 eastbound near 840 in Rutherford County. It's not causing a big backup because, number one, it's over to the side. Number two, it's in the eastbound lanes. The heaviest flow leaving Rutherford County is in the westbound lanes headed towards Nashville on 24 up through the Hickory Hollow area. Still looks good coming in from Kingston Springs. Dixon County traffic's been quiet so far on I-40 headed towards Nashville. Snapdragon Hemp serving up lab-tested top-shelf hemp products across the entire nation. Edibles, flowers, concentrates, or online at snapdragon420.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We're at Adams Place talking with John Hood. 
John, what do you like most about Adam's Place? Well, Bart, I guess what I like most is the personal attention that you get, the comfort and security, and knowing that you're in a very outstanding place. What made you choose Adam's Place? Well, frankly, I only looked at Adam's Place. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adam's Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Right now that time, 8.44, you're listening to WGNS on this Friday morning, and state representatives who represent Rutherford County are in studio with us this morning. And this morning we have Dr. Brian Terry, Tim Rudd, and Mike Sparks all in studio and been talking about several different bills, and the last one we were talking about was the public notice section. So was anything ever done as far as that bill goes yesterday? I'm I'm not sure where, where it's at where it's at yet you know we, we can check on it i know another concern for different counties out there not necessarily rutherford county because we do have i think a good number of school resource officers but there's some counties in tennessee where for example cannon county they've got i think one school resource officer for maybe what five schools or so yeah so well, is there, i guess is there more funding coming in that direction or or how on sros yeah Okay. Or how will they pay well, for We've that? allocated. I think there's there's some more in the go- is it governor's budget. It's got some more money for SROs. I think I think that yeah. The, right. I think the budget does. I'm not on that committee. I wish uh, sure. Representative Baum. Yeah, <laughs> Charlie. He'd be, he's a number. <laughs> he has guy. all that stuff. But you know, and that is something. That's something I floated and um, actually considered running that uh, something similar to that. And it was. Um, uh, and that they could probably use something like this in some of those counties, uh, what I called school marshals. Um, and you basically you could have, um, I think here in, in Rutherford County, we have something called off-duty blue where uh, you have police officers when they're off-duty that they can be hired for different things. I think some events and churches and stuff will hire them for those events. But uh, say Murfreesboro City schools, uh, you know, if you want to have an extra uh, person out there so there I think there's 13 schools say you have four zones and you just have uh, you know off-duty police officers that travel to those and pay them you could do that uh, they could do something like that in other other counties but I do think that the the governor I mean it's school safety is something that's um, that's obviously important and I think that um, there may be something well you know what's it. what's sad and I've, I've talked to, to, to Scott uh, Broden about this and other folks in the media, Dan Epright and others. Someone needs to be covering these issues in Nashville. And a lot of times, you know, like like Tim said, you know, it it's clickbait. They'll find something. I mean, I've got a bill. We're trying to get Mark Cuban to come up. We think we'll have Mark Cuban come up testify on some legislation that that that, that we have, and legislation we think will save millions of dollars. I've got that other bill freezing the sheriff, freezing all the top brass pay. I'll have taxpayer funded lobbyists work against me Here, here's the t- tell me how is that not some irony this if i'd have passed this bill years ago it would save 22 million dollars isn't that something the media should cover yeah so you're talking but they're about not even going to cover that if you were to pass a bill several years back that would have frozen pay of different top leadership yeah, positions it would have saved 22 million to the locals but here what they did years ago they it's an unfunded state mandate so if any county commissioners are listening the state forced them to give the top top brass 
pay raise. They average about ten thousand dollars, nine to ten thousand dollars. The chairman come, and I and I really like the chairman, uh, represent uh, Chairman uh, Moon, Jerome Moon, great guy. I really like it. He used to own a newspaper. Okay. Great guy. He came up to me the other day. I was leaving finance. He said, hey, where are you at on the bill? Like, what's going to – because he don't like the bill. He's got everybody, all these lobbyists that are paid for by your tax dollars, by the way, working against it. I said, hey, I'm going to get the media there with me. I'm doing that to kind of mess with his head. Don't tell him I said this guy's on the air. Hey, but I'm like, I want to get the media there because the media holds people accountable. And those representatives are going to be like, uh, I don't think I want to vote for this unfunded state mandate to my locals. Because, you know, we I had a bill fail in committee this week. It's that nursing bill that would have raised the salaries of nurses. Our county already funds the nurses. Robertson, I think Sumner does as well. Um, the bill the bill failed by, I think, one or two votes. And uh, thanks to Robert Stevens stuck with me on it. And I understand where, why the committee, they don't want, we as a state don't want to tell the locals, some of these rural counties, that they have to go come up with more funds. And so I was even torn on my own bill, but we had testimony from nurses and their association. So we're bringing awareness to it. A lot of folks think the new TISA model is going to help help supplement that, and we think it will, but maybe not at that at that same level. But the point I'm making, the media, I'm telling you, you won't freak somebody out. You get Phil Williams walking around up there at the Capitol. It, 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 it gets people <laughs> kind of upset, but someone needs to be up there covering these issues that's affecting you. And when folks are going out there and they're hiring lobbyists at your at your expense, something's pretty pretty damn nefarious. Now, about when that. we talk about top leadership positions like sheriff or the the director of schools, a lot of those positions their pay is tied directly to the number of citizens in the county, the number of students School in the county. How, how, are they, how are they actually put together? Well, what this is, it, it's got a pay scale, and that's what we were trying to do on the on the nurses of the day, increase that pay scale where they're 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 tied to the what teachers are making now, speech pathologists, counselors, and others, and, and they're not. But our county is doing that, though. They're doing it on their own, so hats off to our school. But there is a pay scale for constitutional officers and others. But what I'm saying is, back in the day, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, someone would, 30 years ago, someone would have been covering these issues. But they've cut so much, Scott, that, I mean, Broden doesn't have time to come up to Nashville. And the sad thing about the Tennessee, and I think they do a crappy job to be to begin with. I mean, I think a lot of people out there listening would echo my sentiments on that. But you, like I use the word inner city and committee. Last year in education, talking about children's behavior, I made the comment. I just said that the, the children's behavior in the inner city, I'm, I'm sure, is a little worse than the rural area. All right. That's my assumption, my thoughts. I think I could back it up with data. And lawmaker out of Memphis got all mad at me. He said, talking about facts. I said, well, facts. Memphis is number one for crime. It is. It's studies have proved Memphis is number one for crime. You know what the headline was on the um, – it was one of the TV stations – took because i said inner city tried to spin it like i'm being a racist because i used the word inner city so when you try to have solutions many times the media will twist it around on you this is like almost getting to be demonic so if you can't talk about healing and trying to that's why we're losing a lot of teachers who i got a text from a teacher last night about a parent get get mad because she asked the student to shut the door in the classroom people if you try to solve these problems I'm telling you, there's like haters that will come at you. And that's what I told Phil Williams. I seen him 
last year. There's a word police out there. The thought police it is a base, basically an attack on the First Amendment. Your your freedom of speech. It reminds me of that pastor Niemöller. First they came for the Jew. I wasn't Jewish. I didn't stand up. First they came. Then they came for the union worker. I didn't speak up because I wasn't in the union. Then they came for the socialist. I didn't speak up because I was socialist. Then they came for me, and there was no one there to speak. I'm telling you. Our, our our rights are slowly being diminished. And if anybody doesn't believe me, I'll go to Tucker Theater and MTSU and debate 100 journalists if they want to take it on. And they won't. And I'm talking real journalists, not fake news journalists, because there's fake news journalists out there. So what are some of the other bills going on right now that, that are being discussed that uh, maybe the public doesn't know about? Oh, that they don't know about? Well, I said that... Well, I guess trans- it haven't been reported a That's whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess, I mean, uh, obviously the transportation uh, bill, that's yeah, it, it's out there. Uh, they're having still having discussions on uh, third grade. That'll dominate the retention. last month of session. Yeah, th- those t- they, I think those two bills are going to be, uh, some of the big bills are going to be coming through that, uh, that they're starting to debate on, and, and obviously the, the budget. Uh, you know, there's uh, different things in there. You know, for like MTSU and and trying to get some some help for some of the the programs uh, out at MTSU. But uh, but yeah, I think transportation and uh, billion dollar from TCATS. Yeah, billion dollars. A billion, a billion, a billion dollars invested in, in some of the TCATS uh, across the state. So in, into the colleges. Tennessee yes. College of Applied. What? Yes, one one technical one schools. Billion, yeah, one billion dollars. So what what is that going to go for? Building new schools, new colleges. Yeah, uh, maintenance and new, new some new schools. I think Blue Oval ha- has a new school coming along. I mean, it's it's great. It's a great program. It come through finance of the day. Now, I mean, we. I th- Randy Boyd made the comment that he he you know he's the UT president that uh, you know you hear the rhetoric that college isn't important anymore. I mean, he took kind of took issue with that. College is important, but college is not for everyone. These TCATs can get people working. I think, what is the, what's their job? It's like after they graduate, it's like 85% job placement. I'm, I'm not oh, sure. On the TCAT, yeah, yeah, it's very, very high. And, of course, there's a TCAT in Smyrna directly across from Nissan that Nissan, I guess, partnered with the state on, on building yeah. and teaching there. Yeah, uh, and, and also partnered with Smyrna as well. I got General Jeff Holmes to uh, – he just left to go. He's working with the TCATs as a liaison. And at the end of the committee this week, I got him to share the story about my friend Freddie Hahn that was that was killed in Iraq. And, you know, we got the road named after him out there. And, and when General Holmes – he's from Las Casas – great guy and then he'll start because that day that freddie lost his life there was others that got killed and you can see when he starts talking his eyes are about to get, you know they're they're getting glazed over so uh hats off to general holmes if he's well if he's thank listening. goodness we're reversing 40 years of bad policy both at the federal and state level on education we were pushing children in high school to you have to go to college you have to go to college we stopped vocational schools and, and high schools the workshop, the the metal shop, the restaurant training, all that just disappeared except for a couple of schools. And um, these kids that did not need to go or family situation or finances really didn't allow them yeah. to go to college. They came into huge debt. Yes. They dropped out of college. They can't pay the debt off. And they're stuck with no training and no ability to, to get the jobs they want, the high-paying jobs. 
So we have reinstituted uh, the TCATs, the technical schools, to give people training so that they don't go to college and they can earn as much or more than yes. a college graduate at these schools. And also we're, we're putting vocational schools back into the high schools now to train people. So um, we're training a better workforce. And that is that and those policies, the TCAT and the vocational training in schools, is now paying huge benefits because that's why our economy is booming and jobs are coming here. We're training our workforce to attract good jobs. And you can get through the TCATs with no debt. And Tim made a good point. I mean, the, the, the tuition debt now is amassed to $1.8 trillion. Dr. Terry, how many millions is $1.8 trillion? It's a lot. He's a lot. He's a doctor. Uh, not Char- a banker. Charlie would have. Doctor Bond would have known that. <laughs> well, it's a. <laughs> it's a lot of syringes. <laughs> when you look at the cost to go to college these days, I mean, you're looking at easily five to ten thousand dollars per semester, and that's you know five thousand per semester. Let's say if you don't live on campus, and that's on the low end. Yeah. But $10,000 per semester is quite normal these days for college, and that's outrageously expensive. $10,000 per semester, you're not living on campus, and that's how much some people are paying per semester. Yeah, and and to that point, you know, uh, you want... You know, what's your return on investment? You know, what if you're spending that much, and then what 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 job are you going to get outside? I mean, like at MTSU, we have the concrete management program. The return on investment on that, you know, I mean, the job placement on that, you know, is great. You know, some of these degrees that that people get, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I'm a uh, you know a physician now, but I, you know, my undergraduate was in physiological psychology. You know, and uh, I, you know, I don't know that I would recommend people go that route yeah you know I, I, when i leave here i mean i've got to go to mtsu i've got a uh, search engine optimization class i'm and we were in an ai conference of the day i mean ai it's you know uh artificial intelligence is it's coming and a, a guy gave a good quote of the day at the conference he said um my professor is todd o'neill a uh, really nice guy he said you know ai is going to replace some jobs but it's the people that know ai that's going to replace those jobs so you know ai is coming uh but ai can be used for i mean y'all are using it with tele telehealth yeah. you know and and other areas um oh so. it's already here mike of yeah. uh, the google and um uh intel and others have laid off tens of thousands in california this year and last year because they have artificial intelligence customer service now yes and they you can get online and talk to this artificial intelligence it doesn't sound like the mechanical voice of the past it sounds just like we're sounding right now it yeah. can even joke with you and talk about oh, it's, different it's subjects. you don't scary. know you're talking to a computer it's scary it's, I, I, it's scary we were with uh beth, i was with beth harwell and dr mcphee the other day and, and and a lot of folks don't want to go to a four-year college i was like man why don't you do small like like a six month a 90 day you can get a certificate in seo certificate in uh content writing um or even something with ai and they are exploring things just like the tcats will if there's if there's enough uh, demand for they even stopped, thought about doing something at smyrna which was printing like like print i thought well that's interesting you know like a printer like doing mail and marketing for folks and, and but if there's enough demand they'll they'll start it up if they have the room 
Well, we're already out of time. We've got a uh, commercial break to fit in, but we appreciate y'all joining us this morning. Again, with us today, State Representatives Tim Rudd, Mike Sparks, and Brian Terry. And we'll post this podcast of the show on our website in just a little while at WGNSRadio.com. But again, thank you all for joining us. Thank you. Time right now, 8.59. We're going to take a short break, and then local news with Ron Jordan is next. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender.